I'm delighted to be joined by former Munster rugby star and Pinergy ambassador and uh, also former guest host of the Big Red Binge, Tomas O'Leary, ahead of Thursday's historic clash between Munster Rugby and the South Africa Select 15 at Parky Cueve in association with Pinergy. Pinergy, who is also proud sponsors of the Munster Senior Schools Cup. They're continuing to support the province by hashtag powering the difference for this game, which, which will see professional rugby played at the famous GA venue for the first time. Tomas, as someone who's donned both the Cork jersey and the Munster jersey, um, this type of game was really stir up a lot of feelings for you, excitement, I'm sure, and uh, maybe a bit of uh, emotion as well. Yeah, look, it's it's really exciting a prospect, I suppose. Um, you know, you look you look about the history of touring international teams coming to play Munster. You know, from the the fame win over the All Blacks to you know, uh, I suppose last minute losses to All Blacks teams, wins over Australia. Uh, and now, obviously, South Africa coming to town. Um, and I think it's going to be more of a special occasion, given the fact that, you know, Parky Cueve is opening up um, something that hasn't been done before to a big rugby game. So, yeah, like I think as a, as a ex-Munster player, as a, as a Munster man, and as, an, uh, I suppose, a, a Carconian, I'm really, really proud that um, Parky Cueve has been opened up to, to such a big, big, big game. And, you know, the Cork people have obviously... Uh, turned out in their draws and 41,000 tickets sold pretty quickly. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to be in uh, Park Cueve tomorrow night and, you know, bringing my young lad to the to his first Munster game. And, like, it's, it's going to be a special occasion for, for Munster and Cork people. You must have many uh, memories of great occasions in Parky Cueve. Uh, tell us about some that stick out. Um, well, look, I suppose the, some of the fondest memories I actually have were was when my old fellow was... Uh, Cork minor coach, uh, sorry, Cork 21's coach, um, you know, of a great Cork 21 team that, you know, likes Donald Cusack, Dermot Sullivan, uh, Joe Dean, these guys, and myself and my brother would, and my sister the odd time, but myself and my brother would tag along to all those sessions and, you know, I'd be pucking balls back to Joe Dean. Uh, you know, you'd have your, your heroes basically training on the pitch and your dad coaching them and pucking balls back to the lads and just spending hours down there. So, and obviously, look, I would have trained there with, with Cork Miners, Cork 21s myself, and uh, um, I suppose played a lot of games with Aaron Zone and, you know, won a lot of uh, underage counties there, lost the county final to Newtown right back in 2000. Um, but that's still a bit of a, a sore spot. But um, no, I love, love the place. And I suppose I was reared on, on Cork GA. And obviously, that's the, the home of Cork GA. So it's uh, a lot of memories for me. Funny enough, uh, The Rock actually, when I was talking to him about the game last week, he said that that year, that under-21 team as well, they had a big win over Waterford in the championship in Parky Cueve. He said that was one of his fondest memories in Parky Cueve. Yeah, like it's funny the things that stick out. Um, you know, even one day there, myself and uh, my buddy Keane O'Connor, we got to train from Glanton into, into town and uh, we went along to, uh, you know, Tipperary and Clare Munster. Once the hurling championship game, when 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 both those teams were in their pomp, you know you had that great Clare team, and obviously the old Parky Cueve, but it was packed to the rafters, and you know the sun was splitting the stones. Once the hurling championship, and you know when it was knockout, and look those days, you know you, you couldn't beat them really, and look even if Cork weren't involved, um, you know Parky Cueve is a special place. Um, so look, I think it's uh, I think it's really really exciting, and I think that it gives Cork the opportunity to. You know, hopefully now put its hand up to host European quarterfinals, European semifinals, um, 
and like it would be great to see Munster playing a, a Toulouse or a Leinster or a, you know a big European Cup team and you know Cork City be buzzing and you know Munster would have uh, 41,000 people you know cheering them on so look this is a fantastic occasion and hopefully just uh, the first of many I suppose we've had these types of occasions, like you said, there obviously through the years, 1978, and then 40 years later, 2008 against the All Blacks, probably the ones that stick out. Um, tomorrow night seems like it has the makings of being one of those memorable nights. What is it about Munster, though, that seems to create these special occasions? Um, look, I suppose it's the connection to the community. Like, and, you know, I often used to say when, you know, when I was talking to the lads from different teams and, you know, Munster is as close as you get to your local parish team, your local parish GA team. Um, look, it's it's people who are tied to their communities. Um, and look, obviously, there's a sprinkling of international talent in that. And, you know, those people add a, add a hell of a lot. And, you know, they're welcomed by the, the Munster faithful and the Munster locals, but they bring their own, they bring their own flavour to the party. But I think it's really because, you know, people are from the place, and I think sense of place is, you know, it's a, it's a real thing that we, we kind of have in our Irish identity. And, you know, community is, is all important. And that connection, that bond between the fans and the, and the players, I just don't think that's replicated anywhere else in the world. So, you know, when, when the players um, have, have a, I suppose, a home support like they get in, in, in Thoman Park, like they'll hopefully get tomorrow night in, a, in Parky Cueve, they get a bit more. And then, you know, once the supporters see that the Munster players are, you know, are leaving it all out in the pitch, um, you know, and they're, they're being physical, they're being honest, then they go up a notch. So I think it's kind of a symbiotic relationship between the supporters and the players and there's a genuine connection. And, and you know, you see the, the the team tomorrow night and, you know, there's you know, there's guys from Cork like the likes of Shane Daly or Scandal singing Zebo, you know, um, Jack, you know, you, you've got Gavin Coombs, Hodnett. Um, so like, they're all local Cork lads who've grown up and I know a lot of those guys have GA backgrounds as well. Um, and they're getting a chance now to play for Munster in uh, Parky Cueve. So look, that's going to be a really, really special occasion for these guys. Um, so I think that would, you know, add a little bit of spice to it. And, you know, these guys obviously, you know, you've only got your foreign lads coming in, look, Anton Frisch coming in. It's going to be very interesting to see how he goes and the likes of Feketow and all these guys, no doubt they'll have been made aware of the history and the tradition of Cork hurling, Cork football and, you know, Cork GAA. So I think, um, you know, the, the history and the tradition of Cork sport in general will, uh, will hopefully kind of add to the occasion and give a bit of motivation and uh, um, to, to not just the local lads, but the, the lads coming in as well. This game comes, I suppose, at a at an important time for Munster, obviously under a new coaching ticket. And early on, look, it said it's it's been a bit rocky. They they do seem to start to they they've started to improve over the last couple of weeks. Like this could be a massive turning point for the whole squad. Yeah, I think it could be. Um, and like even if we get a big performance without a result, but the boys, you know, yeah, you know, bring a bit of excitement, play some good rugby, and and bring that intensity and. Uh, and, and honestly, I suppose that the Munster faithful are looking for, I think they can turn a corner. Look, it's, it's also kind of a bit of a, a shot at nothing, right? You know, a free shot for this Munster team. You know, they're going against a team of 12 internationals, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, a bit of a machine in South Africa, you know, that are they're playing very, very good rugby um, since Erasmus and Nienenbar took over. Um, so, look, I think the, the, the pressure is going to be on the South African international team coming over um, and I think these boys you know there's no league points on on on, on uh, 
you know, on the line, there's no talk about qualification for Europe. So these lads, it's almost a break. Um, pressure's off. Let's play some rugby. Let's show some physicality and let's take the game to South Africa. So um, hopefully the, the occasion can inspire these monster players. You know, a lot of them have shown in the past you know, you think about, you know, the the, the performance against Wasps, um, you know, when, when, when the, all the boys were stuck over in uh, South Africa. Um, and it looked, there's a few, I suppose, X-Factor players there, like um, Zebo and these guys have done it at the very, very, very top. So um, we could be hopeful that that combination um, of Gavin Coombs, see how he can embrace the physicality and the challenge that, that South Africa could bring. Like, so hopefully all those different factors and motivations combined Will will kind of um, and, and again the the occasion and the the atmosphere will inspire this monster team to to play above themselves. Look, remember it's a team that hasn't really had the, the preparation time or the amount of games together that they may have liked. I suppose then that the team that Resi Rasmus has picked, I suppose a lot of the players will be familiar to the guys. It's a lot of Sharks and Bulls players uh, involved in the 15. Um, and obviously, look, you know, they're, they're guys who are going to be hungry. They're trying to make an impression on, on Resi Rasmus and his and his background team. So they're going to be just as up for it as the Munster, as the Munster guys are. That's the thing. Um, look, they'll have a lot of motivation. Um, you know, the, the first game last, last last weekend against Ireland. So they'll be knocking on the door of Erasmus and Nina Bar saying, look, I'm ready. I need to, I need to get in there. Potentially, feasibly, that, that, that South African team could, could fall and lose to, to France this weekend. So they know if there's two losses in a row, the South African coaches will be making changes. So if they go over to Parky Queeves and perform in a hostile environment, which it will be, um, then they're putting their hand up to, to Erasmus and to uh, Nina Barron to say, you got to pick me, the lads have lost twice. They also have a, you know, an imminent World Cup. You know, they're competing for first places in the World Cup squad. So if they show that they can play in, a, in you know, midweek games, if they can play in hostile environments, if they can play in, in big challenges and, and be one of the leaders there, that they're going to be, I suppose, catapulting themselves into position of World Cup selection. So, um, Look, they'll have a lot of motivation and I, I guarantee as well that Erasmus would have been, uh, I suppose, making them fully aware of the history and tradition that Munster have playing against international teams and uh, I suppose the, the the ability this Munster team has to rise to an occasion. So he will have them kind of fully uh, aware of the, I suppose, the magnitude of this this uh, occasion for for Munster people, Munster fans, and for the Munster players themselves. So um, they'll be well briefed. And I think you're going to see, again, a traditional, um, you know, they're not going to come out throwing the ball around. They're going to be very, very physical and direct. Um, you know, the conditions may be, may be kind of wet enough. And they'll have, obviously, their hard-pressed defence like they always have, two wingers on either side leading the line with two men in the backfield. So uh, Munster know what to expect. But I, I have a feeling that the South Africa team will be very well prepped. We know Erasmus isn't going to be there, but he will have prepared them for the for the challenge ahead. I suppose uh, a man who also might have that that insider knowledge, Felix Jones, um, I'm not sure where he's going to be there or not, but look, uh, I suppose a fantastic export of Munster Rugby over the last couple of years, been involved at a, with a World Cup winning uh, coaching staff. It's incredible to see. Yeah, look, I suppose that coaching ticket uh, that was working when uh, when Erasmus and uh, Nielenberg came over. Obviously, Axel was involved uh, and you had uh, Jerry Flannery who's gone on to great things at, at uh, Harlequins and, as you said, Felix, who now is a World Cup 
medal-winning coach. So um, you know they had a very, you know they've all gone different ways, but been very successful, uh, uh, Jerry and um, and Felix. So Felix is look, you, you talk to Erasmus, or you talk to Nina Barr, and he's so well respected. You know the, the the respect that the players have for him and the admiration the players had for him. Um, it tells its own story. So. Um, look, he's still a very, very young coach. What is he, mid-30s? I don't know what he is. Um, obviously, his injury was cut, or his career was cut very short with injury, but he's kind of, uh, you know, even the first year he was coaching there, I remember speaking to him, and uh, he obviously would have concentrated very much so on the back three and had a great appreciation of the skill set required for the back three. But when he started coaching, he kind of realised and, and kind of had to really kind of upskill in terms of you know, what the requirements were and demands were off for the inside backs, you know, how the little nuances of play for the inside backs really affect the time and space that the outside backs will get. And then obviously you start looking at the back row then because how the back row releases the ball to the scrum half will affect win and how it gets to the full back. So you really had to kind of do a, a lot of work early days to get an appreciation, get a learning for the game. Um, and you could see now that, you know, he's obviously you know, worked extremely hard and, and worked and progressed really, really quickly. And as, you know, an, an international coach who, you know, obviously a lot of club teams would be looking to to try and get his services, I assume, over the next few years. What must Munster avoid and also excel in in order to get the victory tomorrow night? I think they must uh, must defend really well. Um, you know, be abrasive, be physical, set the tone early, you know, yourself. Um, this Munster team or this Munster support if the team has been physical, if the team has been abrasive, if the team has been confrontational, they'll race to that, they'll drive them on. Um, I know it sounds very, very uh, basic and fundamental, but you saw the Irish team when they stood up to the um, South African mall, when they stood up to the South African physicality, then the skill set can shine through. So I think if you match them physically, then hopefully Ireland, Irish teams, and it's been shown that Irish teams have very, very good skill sets. So, Hopefully you can see the skill set of the Irish players then. And that may be a point of difference. I also think at, at times we will unfortunately have to go to the to the to kicking kicking battle. So I think I certainly know that that Erasmus places a big emphasis on the kicking battle, winning the kicking battle. So there'll be a big onus on the wingers, the full back, to be solid under the ball. And you know, if we can either you know win their ball, dominate dominate the air, or we can, if we go contestable ourselves. You know, put them under pressure and make sure that they don't get clean ball. I think that will be a big, big area of the kicking contest. Um, and then obviously, look, their defensive line speed, we all know about that. And we don't, the last thing you want to do is play into that. Um, so, look, uh, you might have to suck up, you know, a few early hits in midfield and then play to wit rather than trying to get to wit too early and, and, you know, coming up against their, their wingers flying in. So, look, there's a few different subtleties, but I think if we can match their physicality, match their intensity. Hopefully our kind of strategy and uh, the skill set might shine through. But um, look, it's it's going to be a very, very tall order, order for this uh, for this monster side. Just quickly, I want to get your thoughts on um, on Saturday. Obviously, Ireland playing Fiji. Um, look, big, huge win uh, against South Africa last weekend. Serious test match. Uh, what are your thoughts on Ireland heading into that game against Fiji? Obviously, a chance for players to like South Africa tomorrow night stake their claim, and maybe the number ten shirt or well, the number twenty-two shirt. I suppose probably one of those important positions that that uh, that Andy Farrell will be looking at Saturday. Yeah, look um, again, like you said, it's definitely going to be an opportunity for for change, and you know to see the squad depth 
in Ireland. And again, he's looking at World Cup squads, who's going to be, be uh, you know, maybe a fellow who might have a bit of versatility um, that, you know, he can cover different positions, like whether it be full back, 10, like obviously the likes of, of Crowley, um, the likes of Carberry do that. Um, you know, can they also shift to the wing? So you might end up seeing one of those on the wing at some stage. But look, I suppose there is going to be a battle over the next, next uh, I suppose, the rest of the season and building up to the World Cup for that third choice, um, I suppose, number 10 position or that second choice, number 10 position. You might only bring two tens to the World Cup and usually they, they split with three three scrum halves. So, um, you know, is Carberry going to hold on to his place? These kind of games are going to be vital for him. He's done really well when he's come on in bigger games, to be fair to him. Um, it's probably when he's started games at different times that he might have struggled a little bit. So, um, Carberry, I suppose, and Jack Crowley obviously coming into the frame over the last couple of months has illustrated what kind of uh, potential he has. And I think physically, he probably has a profile for top-level rugby and, and international rugby uh, compared to some of the other 10s. And he seems to have a, a real swagger with him as well and confidence, which is what you want in your playmakers, what you want in your number 10. So I'd like to see him uh, get exposed at that level, whether he will or not be, uh, remains to be seen until Farrell names his, his team. But yeah, like those, uh, and obviously, look, we know Johnny Sexton, how vital he is to this Irish team. But if he gets injured, we kind of know what Carberry could do. But after Carberry, there, there doesn't seem to be many many times stepping up to, to put their hands up. So I think uh, Crowley, if he continues his uh, ascension and he continues his progress, he could end up in a, in a World Cup squad yet. There's there's this a bit there's an awful obsession and maybe I suppose this anxiousness around the World Cup and the run into the World Cup and it seems that everyone just has decided Ireland should simply start losing games so that they won't peak too early altogether you know which is obviously it's it's crazy talk um but what are your thoughts around that and the way they're shaping up now have you any worries about that sort of peaking too early uh, that that seems that narrative that has been thrown around no look I I certainly wouldn't and look even. Going back to Clive Woodward's, uh, you know, World Cup winning English side, like his one of his main goals were to go down to uh, Southern Hemisphere team, uh, Southern Hemisphere team, and win a series. They did that. Ireland have done that. Like um, you know, the last thing, as you said, is uh, you want to start showing weaknesses. You know, I think mentally, if you start easing off, um, think believing that you're good enough to to maybe go 90 percent. So you don't show everything, then then there's a problem. So winning is a habit. Ireland are number one team in the world. They show that they can beat anyone in their day. So I think um, you know Farrell has said it multiple times. You know he's not thinking about holding back. He's not thinking about World Cups. Look, that's in the back of his mind, and he's planning towards that. But hundred um, percent, they should be trying to win every game, which they are, and that breeds competition. You know that breeds higher standards. Um, so look, I certainly have no worries. I'd, much, I'd be much much more concerned if I was like, say, England. You know, you're losing at home to Argentina. They're struggling for form. They don't know what their best combination is. So Ireland do know what their best 17, 18 players are. Look, you could shift one or two in and there might be one or two tight calls. So they know their team. The only issue there is if there is injuries, um, have we the strength and depth that other nations like New Zealand, like South Africa, like a France have. Uh, that's my only concern, but that's almost uncontrollable because there's going to be injuries in rugby. You can't, you can't, uh, you know, wrap lads up in, in, in cotton wool. 
So look, I think they need, need to keep going as they're going and, and, and try and win every game they can. One final question for you. Will Munster win a Parky Cueve, yes or no? Uh, head says no, but my heart said yes. So I'm going to sway with the, the heart and hopefully the, the Munster faithful can drive us over the line. Absolutely. Superb stuff. Thanks again for joining us on the Big Red Bench. Thank you, Ed. I'm delighted to be joined by All-Ireland winner and former coach of the Cork Hurlers, Dermot Rock O'Sullivan at Parky Cueve as Pinergy today were unveiled as the presenting partner for Munster Rugby's historic clash with South Africa at the Cork GA grounds on Thursday, November 10th. Pinergy, who are proud sponsors of the Munster Senior Schools Cup, are continuing to support the province by hashtag powering the difference for this game, which will see professional rugby played at the famous GA venue for the first time. Pinergy is proud to support sustaining the future of rugby in the province and supply 100% renewable energy to Munster's Thoman Park and Musgrave Park. Dearmint, thanks a million for joining us on the Big Red Bench. Yeah, brilliant, Dean. Um, delighted to be here. Um, you know, for what's what's a unique occasion be, you know, and credit to Penergy for putting this whole thing together at Munster in South Africa down the park. It's a definitely a unique ring to the ring to that one. So um, you know, here here's to a wonderful Thursday night. Absolutely, yeah. Exciting uh, a week ahead. How important for, for sport in general in Cork do you think this occasion is? And especially as you said, the, the venue that it's taking place in. For years, Aiden, right, we've looked on at Kind of the history being built between Munster and the All Blacks and, and Tom and Park and, and the uniqueness around that occasion and the sporting occasion that it is in itself. Um, and credit to credit to them for building that. But now there's an opportunity for Cork uh, to build something unique for themselves, you know, with this challenge, um, with, with this Munster versus South Africa game to, to sell out um, in a day and a half. It's uh, it's a testament to Pinergy and the work they've done that, you know, on a Thursday night in, in November that the 42,000 tickets will be sold out. So, again, it just shows you the attractiveness of the occasion and the attractiveness um, that, that sport and sport in general, have, you know, brings to Cork people. Um, you know, for too long, as I said, we've, we've been kind of going up the road to town and a place like these to look at these games. So it's absolutely wonderful to... Uh, to actually only travel 15, 20 minutes up the road to watch it. So yeah, it, it'll be it'll be interesting. Absolutely, yeah. I suppose other sports being played at GA grounds, <clears throat> excuse me, being played at GA grounds is still rare enough. Obviously, Croke Park housing the Irish teams during the renovation of Lansdowne Road was the turning point in all of that. And it's a good thing that we're not hiding away these world-class stadia from, from the rest of the world anymore. In, absolutely. You even, you even go back to the you know, to the Liam Miller game, right? Again, yeah. that highlights the importance of sport and supporting sport to Cork people. You know, was it a Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon? It came, again, it's sold out, right? Um, Parky Weaver, again, is sold out for the Monster, Monster Rugby game. If anything, this is an opportunity for the GA to showcase the stadia they have. Like, we're, we're so lucky that an amateur association can produce stadia like this, Um you know, to this spec, to this standard and an opportunity to highlight it when they can should always be taken. So, you know, if you're Crow Parks or Turles, obviously the the, the, the new park at Creeve, it's it, you know, we should be proud of what we have. We shouldn't be afraid to show it off. 
I, I suppose it's special as well now that there's so many Cork players on the Munster team at the moment and I was speaking with Billy like he, I think he said the only time he was in Parky Key was during a school sports day which very fancy school sports day like in fairness oh <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah yeah but he didn't tell you he came last in the race he though did, did to he? be fair he did he did to be did fair. he <laughs> yeah okay so we just had to get down out okay he might be uh, he might be indestructible on these these television shows but he, he can't run so we're, <laughs> we're, we're lucky enough that way Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you look at the emerging talent in Monster at the moment, right? And they're going through a transitional period, um, like every team and every sport does. But you know, it's um, it's backbone by a lot of young car talent. Um, now how that car ta- how that car talent is slipping from the GA hands is another day's work, right? We could investigate that further another day. But isn't it wonderful to see car young car men backboning? you know such a brand that is monster absolutely like you said sell out crowd you know what that's like at the park um, what are your favourite memories of the venue oh I suppose one uh, god we've funny enough right we were I had very few senior hurling championship games there actually no we had um, a couple of very very good under 21 championship games I remember one night right we um Back in 1998, in the Monster semi-final in 1998, we played Waterford, a Waterford team at Ken McGrand, Dan Shannon's at East World in the Monster Senior Ch- or in an under-21 game. We beat them by 37 points. Like that was that was huge. That was absolutely huge. Um, we won a Monster in 2005 or six. Was a five or six? We played tip. I think it was 2005. We played tip down the park. An absolute scorcher of a day. We were 12, 13 points up. And towards the end of the game, I think we won by two or three, but that was a fantastic sellout game. Um, but look, it, it's hard to beat it. It's hard to beat it. Even even when opposing teams are, you know, we, 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 non-Cork teams are, are playing down the park, it, it's still a great place to go. It's a wonderful place to watch a game, you know. Yeah, I suppose your 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 main experience of of the renovated stadium has been on the sideline mm. um, with with the Cork teams over the past. How many every years? Five, five, six three, years. Plus. Yeah, we had three yeah. years. We had a break for two, and we yeah. two had a break for two, and then three again. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Like and and some very good occasions as well uh, in that period. Yeah, look, I suppose it was, um, you know, Courtney. It needed an upgrade. Um, it got an upgrade. So hopefully, over the over the next couple of years, that you know results can start going accordingly, and 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 uh, Cork can again, Parky Creve can again become a fortress of hurling for Cork. Not only Cork, but Cork football as well. And I think, you know, the um, footballers have done, you know, they, they, they'll make it their own as well. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like we're coming to the end of the GA season and pretty much straight away the start of it, uh, I mm-hmm. suppose. Like we've seen some enthralling club action there over the last couple of weeks in Parky Cueve in football and hurling. Um, does that does that get you excited for the season next year, intercounty-wise in 2023? Yeah, absolutely. I think... Rightly so, the football championships finished at the weekend and the hurling weekend before. Like We've seen some wonderful, wonderful games down the park. I credit to everyone. I congratulate all the winners in the various different categories. Um, it's a heartbreak for a lot of guys in a lot of finals too, but you know you have to credit to the credit teams who are victorious and um, you know they, they rose to the occasion. But yeah, I suppose. But yet, I suppose there's still the question in the back of my head in there, right? Yeah, it's the club championships over, but we haven't seen an inter-county player on the television since last July. You know, we won't see him again till February. You know, that's 
with all other sports. And yes, we're here to talk about rugby and Penergy and, and the Monster South Africa thing. I, I get that. Um, but I suppose from a GA perspective, it's disappointing that we won't we won't see our, our, our inter-county players that long because kids are fickle at the moment, right? Say, take your, your young supporters from 6 to 14. There's something different every week, you know? There was Ronaldo saga last week. There'll be the Paul Dogla saga for this week. He's missing the World Cup. There'll be something else next week. It's all other sports are being, are being discussed and talked about while our, the cream of the crop of our players are, are sitting at home and uh, wintering well and getting ready to go again for February. I suppose, yeah, and like to bring that all back then at least... They, we have people going to Parky Cree for a massive sporting occasion that once get getting people used to going to that stadium, no matter what's on there, that's a good thing. Absolutely. Look, I think to back up the, the weekend that's just gone, the Jazz weekend, I think it's been wonderful for Cork, right? Because you know, Cork needs investment and needs people coming in and need you know, it's like it's like any economy, right? It has to keep moving. And then in short, such a short space of time to forty two thousand people come to Cork the Thursday night again. You know, brilliant for the local economy and, and rightly you said it the more events we can have in Cork you know it, it'll highlight everything that's good about it for us absolutely sorry <clears throat> we just that, forgot the that's because you wanted to see that's because you wanted to all belong Killarney or Trillier or something like that that's what's wrong with you that's the stack park all the way that's the stack yeah 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 <laughs> look David, we're all looking forward to Thursday November 10th Munster versus Springboks I'm sure hopefully Munster will be able to put in a, a, a big performance and a good occasion at least anyway yeah, absolutely. Look, it's um, it's a unique occasion, as you rightly said, uh, Aidan, right? Um, whether you're a rugby supporter, soccer supporter, GS supporter, it's going to be unique. It's going to be a brilliant, brilliant occasion. Um, you know, as I said, it's sold out in a day and a half, so the attractiveness of a loan, you know, that, that speaks volumes. Um, but absolutely looking forward to it. Absolutely. Thanks a million for sharing uh, your thoughts with us on the show. Cheers, Aidan. Thank you. I'm delighted to be joined by former Munster rugby star and Hell Week survivor, of course, Billy Holland at Parky Cueve as Pinergy was today unveiled as the presenting partner for Munster Rugby's historic clash with South Africa at the Cork GA Grounds Thursday, November 10th, of course. Pinergy, who are also proud sponsors of the Munster Senior Schools Cup, are continuing their support of the province by hashtag powering the difference for this game, which will see professional rugby played at the famous GA venue for the first time. Pinergy is proud to support sustaining the future of rugby in the province and supply 100% renewable energy to Munster's Thoman Park and Musgrave Park. Billy, I hope you're keeping well. I'm very well. Um, thank you, Aidan. Um, I'm really, really excited for this game on Thursday week. It's it's going to be a special occasion. And, you know, uh, particularly for the people of Cork who've been up and down the road to Thorne Park for years. And I think it's it's a, it's great that this has finally happened in Parky Cueve and to have the, you know, the defending world champions, Razzy Erasmus, um, Jacques Nynarber and Felix Jones, you know, coming to play in Parky Cueve against Munster. It's, you couldn't really script it. Absolutely, that's it. There's so much in it, like, you know, like Cork in the spotlight on the world stage, particularly that magnificent stadium down by the marina, and also that fact that, like you said there, you know, Cork rugby needs this boost as well. Yeah, it does. Look, Cork is is it's such a special sporting county, and I think rugby has been, um, hasn't been has always been prioritised in Cork, um, but, like, the talent coming out of Cork is phenomenal. Majority, like, a huge number of the Munster squad are from Cork. There's a large contingent from West Cork. The the you know the East Munster contingent is growing. It's it's so important that Munster you know really get as much talent as possible. And having a game like this in Cork 
in Parky Cueve. It's just crucial for the future of Munster rugby. And, you know, Thursday Thursday week is, is important, but going forward with Munster playing knockout games in Europe, it's going to be so important that they get to play these games in the province of Munster and not have to traipse up the road to, to the Aviva in Dublin. You know, I myself had three home European semi-final losses all in the Aviva. You know, yeah. I, I know for certain if if uh, some or one of them were in when Parky Cueve, there would have been a different outcome. It's you know, it, it is it is always really special to play in your home province. So it's great, and you know, it's great the GA have agreed to this, and everyone wins, and I really don't they financially, uh, you know, uh, and Munster Munster as well. It's fantastic. Are you a bit jealous that uh, you didn't get a chance to play in Parky Cueve. Yeah, the last time I was on, the, the one and only time I was in the pitch in Parky Cueve was when I was coming second last in the school sports, uh, in the city sports when I was 11 years old. Uh, I never got to grace that fantastic pitch, but I've been there multiple times watching Cork play, hurling a football, and it's I'm without a doubt jealous. I just I wish this had happened sooner, but I'm, I'm more than happy that it's happening now. And I think it's going to be, you know, hopefully a really good sustainable relationship going forward um, to have a stadium that holds 42,000 people in the province of Munster that you know can accommodate the commerciality of of professional rugby while also just accommodating you know uh, an important group of supporters who have been really loyal to Munster and you know it says it all a Thursday night in Cork 42,000 people sold out within, within a day or two it's just it speaks volumes doesn't it Absolutely, yeah. I suppose you can't remember who beat you in that in that race. <laughs> the other race. <laughs> uh, I suppose looking at Munster, um, like it's been a difficult start to the season. Um, I think it's more than fair to say though that you know Graham Rountree and his coaching staff do look as if they're implementing their style in the past couple of weeks. I suppose Saturday especially has been a lot more encouraging. Yeah, like you can see that if you watch the game on Saturday, you see what they're trying to do in attack. They're really trying to move the point of attack, you know, moving it wide or changing the point of attack. Great running lines, lovely skills from guys at times. <clears throat> and it takes time changing how you play a game. It takes time. It can take 12 or 18 months, in my opinion, to make, to you know, for to be perfected. Once they don't have that time, um, you know, they've also been decimated with injuries. You've had guys coming back from late from international duty then you've guys going off on emerging Ireland duty you've different fellas being injured it's just been you couldn't really have had a more difficult start as a head coach but to me what's really important is they're clearly sticking together when you when you're difficult situations like that you kind of you stick together and you grow as a group or you kind of fall apart and that's definitely not happening happening there's real positive vibes coming out of the squad you know they're looking on the positive side of things and and rightly so I think they need to improve in their discipline. Um, I think some of their Maldi defence needs to improve, particularly against South Africa. South Africa are going to be like a, you know, a, a supersonic uh, Ulster really in that regard. But the, the positivity and what the direction Munster are going is is just sec- is just really really good. I'm, I'm very excited to see where where it continues to go. I suppose an occasion like this then can be that perfect tonic to help the project really kind of lift off the ground. Yeah, form form goes out the window. I know it's a bit of a cliche, but like when I played the All Blacks in two thousand and eight and Australia in twenty ten, you're it, nothing matters. It's it's just so different. Um, 
it's you're just you're playing against an international team in front of your fans, in front of your family, and in my opinion, in, from in my case, you're fearful you're going to get beaten by fifty points by an international outfit, and it forces you to go so deep within yourself to really go to a place where emotionally and commitment wise is just off the charts and Munster will need to do that on Thursday week. The guys will will just have to dig so deep within their within themselves and go to, you know, you hear about people saying, you know, going to the well. It's beyond that. When you're a provincial side like that with so many injuries against the defending champions in in in, in Parky Cueve, a GAA stadium, it's just I've no doubt that the 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 squad hopefully led by Jack O'Donoghue will just will just go to a place so deep within their soul that they're unbeatable and like against New Zealand that day in 2008 we missed 38 tackles you know you've no right to be within any sort of a scoreline when you miss that many tackles but for every tackle missed there was two guys taking down that that opposite man and they just teams like that aren't used to that um, South Africa won't know what, what's hit them and it'll be be difficult for them to to play against that when it's just relentless this relentless energy and emotion and um, hopefully it'll lead to a special special night Yeah it's almost like the, the continuing on of that tradition like obviously it goes all the way back to that first time that Munster beat the All Blacks and every time that Munster do play these games it's so huge like it captures the national audience and international audience as well like and even like you said there going back to that game against the All Blacks that you played in like I remember watching that it's it's a real in the years moment even like these occasions are just huge when Munster are involved yeah it brings, look it brings rugby back to its rawest element and it brings it back to its roots it's a bit of David versus Goliath kind of territory and that's where I'm kind of saying well, Munster, Munster have no right to beat South Africa on Thursday week a decimated Munster squad without their internationals against um you know, against the South African outfit who are defending champions, World Cup winners. It's, you've no right to, to win that game. But that's what makes it so special. It's 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 just, it peels it back to its rawest element of what rugby is. It's about go forward, it's about putting more points on the board, it's about body on the line, energy, um, and the supporters having a huge impact on it. It's creating an environment that's so hostile for the South Africans that they don't know what to do and they're they're just kind of like rabbit in the headlights. And hopefully we see that. And it's the reason it captures the imagination is because it's just such it's 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 unique. It's one off. Doesn't happen very often. And and more often than not, thankfully, there's there's good outcomes and. Uh, it's not even about the result, it's about the performance, it's about the contest, and it's about seeing 15 guys in a red jersey just like putting their body on the line minute after minute uh, relentlessly. The Springboks then, obviously we can't predict who's going to feature on the pitch yet, but you know, an old master and a man you know well, Razzy Rasmus, returning to the province adds that something even more special. Yeah, and, and, and Felix Jones with a bit of insider yeah. knowledge, it's, you know, they were they're special monster men back in the day and the fact that they are involved with with South Africa in Parky Creek just adds another another layer if that's even possible to such a special occasion um you know i think uh, this is Razzie's back first time back in Ireland um in in 5 years i think so it's it's going to be hopefully he's going to have a tough couple of weeks of it you know he's had Made comments in the in the media before about the toughness of Irish people, and that was that was a shame to hear things like that. But 
you know, I'd like to see a bit of a, you know, hopefully Ireland this weekend coming and, and Munster on Thursday week will will will, will kind of put him back in his box. It's also his first match back after a a lengthy touchline ban, so it's um, <laughs> it's it's quite the occasion. Were you always kind of aware of that as a player, like um, that kind of he he's 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 just that bit of a live wire, like he's a bit of a loose cannon. Like, was he always that way? Like with the stuff he would say like because he just kind of loves he loves taking the piss like you know what I mean in that kind of way like yeah he's you know he is I've never had a head coach like him Um, you know I've seen him just lose the plot in meetings and like send fellas away you know kind of pretty much send them back to club rugby for two weeks Um, you know he just does not accept sub par or sub you know physical performances Um. He does manage out of fear. You know, as a player, you were very fearful of him. You just do not cross him. You do not question his selection decisions. Um, and I think him moving into director rugby role is 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 smart for the sustainability because you can't take that the whole time as a player. And that's where Jacques Nienarber comes in. He is, he just, you know, Razzie doesn't want to know about you or your family. He just wants to know about you. He just sees you as a piece of meat that performs for 80 minutes each weekend. Jacques, Jacques knows all about you. Jacques knows all about your family. He, If you perform well, he's hugging and kissing you. If you don't perform well, he's kind of the disappointed parent. It's it's a real impressive mix, and that's why they go so well together. Um, individually, you know, wouldn't quite be the same. But, you know, I think Jacques is, uh, is, 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 is a very sensible, heads-on-the-shoulder um affable type of guy and Razzie's type of fellow you just don't cross and then Felix brings in the the technical knowledge and uh, you know it's a, it's a really good mix it's a really good coaching mix and for them to turn South Africa around um, in the 18 or 20 months from what they were where they were to winning a World Cup just speaks volumes of them as as people and coaches absolutely yeah well Billy look it's been a pleasure to talk to you about this uh, can't wait for the match in Parky Cueve got to be there myself thanks a million for joining us on the bigger bench thanks Aidan cheers